Hi, you're listening to the Stefan Levera podcast focused on Bitcoin and Austrian economics. Today, my guests are Rui Gomez and Juar Almeida of OpenNode, a new Bitcoin Lightning payment processing company. They're doing some really interesting things and they're a Bitcoin only company. So here's my chat with the guys. Rui and Juar, welcome to the show. Hey, how are we doing? Glad to be here. We're big. I'm a big fan of the, this podcast, so it's a pleasure to be participating. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I really like the stuff you guys are doing with OpenNode. So obviously, I had to get you guys on and we can talk a little bit about you and talk a little bit about what OpenNode is doing. So Rui and Juar, do you guys want to just tell us a little bit about your background? Okay, yeah. So uh, I'm a software engineer. Um, I've been, I've, I've, I recently created OpenNode. Uh, I've been doing freelancing mostly for the last past three years. I have a master's in, um, com- informatics and computer engineering, and I come from Portugal. So yeah, my name is Rui. Um, I also have a master's in software engineering. I've been working for the past five years or so in, uh, mostly startups, uh, worked in a startup that exited to WeWork, worked at a startup in the ad tech space that went from no users when I joined to thousands of requests per second. We had crazy adventures trying to scale up to meet demand. Um, I bought my first Bitcoin like in 2016, but it wasn't until last year in like May when Joao invited me to join this uh, idea they had that eventually turned out to be open though that I really started the diving into the Bitcoin rabbit hole. And uh, yeah, here, here we are today. Fantastic. Yeah, look, let's get into it then. So let's talk about, tell us the background of OpenNode as a company. So yeah, as I was saying before, um, IQ founded OpenNode with Afnan and Brandon, uh, which are the two IQ founders. So two years ago, Afnan and Brandon, they were running a design studio focused on Bitcoin products. So their main focus was to bridge uh uh, the gap between Bitcoin and basically the rest of the world. So at that time, they heard about Lightning Network from Jack Mallers, as you're probably familiar with, founder of Zap. So at that, uh, Afnan and Brandon basically asked uh, Jack if they, he needed help with the design. Uh, they, they saw like the, the Lightning Network as like the scaling solution for Bitcoin, and they knew that the second layer was the bridge they needed to help build, um, be, to help uh, build for Bitcoin to be adopted by the rest of the world. So at that time, coincidentally, I was in New York. I was doing an internship, actually. And I I heard about Bitcoin at that time. It was like two years ago. So as a software engineer, what's the best way to start digging digging into something is actually like seek for open source projects, start to contribute. So yeah, Afnan and Brandon were the second and third contributors to Zap, and I was the fourth. Uh, So after Zap getting featured on Bloomberg, when uh, Stark was talking about Line Network, uh, we I released, uh, I released my first e-commerce pl- plugin for L&D. Um, and we soon realized that the next step uh, was helping onboarding uh, people. So we will, there, was, there was not a, a solution uh, to, to simply uh, accept Bitcoin. And that was basically how our OpenNode started. Fantastic. And so tell us a little bit then about the structure of the product and the fees in terms of, you know, what what is OpenNode for somebody who doesn't really know much about it? Okay, so um, OpenNode uh, is here to make Bitcoin for every day. So that's our mission. And we, we work hard every day to uh, make it easy for anyone um, to accept Bitcoin, regardless of their business size, regardless of their location. 
So our product abstracts away all the complexity that comes with the Bitcoin protocol, the Lightning Network protocol, and we try to package that in a way that it's very simple for anyone to use it. So if you run an online store, for example, you can install one of our many plugins uh, and you can start accepting Bitcoin in minutes. Um, you can also uh, optionally convert all your Bitcoin that you receive from your customers instantly into fiat and then avoid all volatility risk. If you're a developer, you can use our API uh, to add Bitcoin support to your application and you won't have to worry about maintaining a payments infrastructure, um, which is usually very cumbersome. Uh, we want your focus to be on the, the actual game and application that you're building and we will handle uh, the Bitcoin part of it, so you don't have to to worry about it. Uh, our fee structure, we're trying to keep it simple. Right now, we're really focused on growing the network because that's our that's our motto. That's why we started this company. So uh, we're really focused on just growing the network. That's why we're giving away the first ten thousand dollars that you receive uh, through OpenNode. That is free of charge. After that, we will charge a one percent uh, on every incoming transaction. When it comes to withdrawals, those are free if you do them through Lightning. And we also offer uh, on-chain withdrawals for free if you opt into our weekly withdrawal batch. So we were trying to uh, minimize on-chain uh, transactions by offering our customers a weekly batch they can opt into. And so we can minimize the amount of uh, transactions we're putting into the actual blockchain. Fantastic. And I think, yeah, we can get into more detail on some of those things. Um, but first, I wanted to talk a little bit about this offer that Roger Veer gave you and why you rejected that, because it was a lot of money. Can you tell us the story there on how that offer came about and you know what it was and why your team rejected that? Yeah, sure. So we were actually very surprised. Uh, I, I know Rui was watching the it was a YouTube video about Lightning Network and how long it will take to scale the Lightning uh, on Bitcoin, all that uh, propaganda. And actually, Rui watched the video until that the last part. So it was like, okay, this sounds okay. This is a food. Let's go. But after some after some hours, we some the afternoon brand was just calling. I was like, oh, have you seen the Roger video? I was like, what video? So I watched the video and I, we were very surprised when we saw the offer. So basically. What Roger Ver offered was like, okay, I will give you one, I will match teams 1.25 million in return for zero equity, just for you to add Bitcoin Cash. That was basically the offer. It was a public offer on the video. So yeah, I mean that that shows that Roger is our biggest supporter right now. <laughs> like giving money <laughs> for zero equity, we did we didn't have that one before, so we were uh, we were happy with his proposal. Obviously, uh, we didn't accept it. And why? First, we are a lighting, a lighting network company, so it didn't really make sense to add a coin to the platform that does not even support LN. So if we were to add a coin in the first place, it will never be through a bribe. That was basically what happened here. Uh, but because it's somehow aligned with, uh, with our vision and our long-term goals as, as a company. So that was mainly the reason why we didn't accept in the first place and why we are not uh, adding Bitcoin Cash to the platform. Excellent story, and I mean, it's it's it's. It, I can understand for a new business, one point two five million. It's a lot of money. It could employ a lot of people, but you've sure. chosen there to reject that because it's not in line with your underlying values and your underlying mission. So I think that brings the question then also of thoughts on altcoins and not supporting them. So the question then is, 
was this difficult in terms of raising funds? So, for example, if your investors don't have the same vision or if they take a very short-term view, there can be pressure to shitcoin. Yeah, sure. Like first talking about a little bit about outcomes and why we do not support them is simply because right now we don't see an altcoin providing a better value proposition for payments than the BTC Lightning Network combo. Um, and uh, the thing is, um, most of these altcoins utility is to gamble and speculate. There is not nothing really like useful there. Uh, so that, that's like the main reason why we are not adding uh, altcoins. And also, we don't want to support them because we are trying to reduce the risk for our users. So we have users from all over the world, like some place like Venezuela. So what type of message will, will we be sending by adding coins that will probably have SEC filling implica- implications like liquidity risks or are just straight up exit scams? So I believe us as a, as a company in this space, we have the responsibility to set a, a precedent of removing risk for our users and help them making thoughtful decisions on this complex and dangerous ecosystem. So was it difficult to raise uh, the funds? Yes, it was. Um, we were very selective to who we choose to bring on as our investor, especially because this space is filled with a lot of uh, scammers and uh, the misinformed. So I can I can tell that several of our prospective investor conversations went in with something like, can I add this coin to your platform? And we are talking about people like Mark Cuban, for instance. Um, so yeah, like to ensure we didn't tent, tent your, our vows and vision, yeah, we brought one of the biggest Bitcoin bulls in the space, uh, Tim Draper. Uh, we are very excited to have him on board because uh, he shares our long-term vision of hyper-Bitcoinization and microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, that's. A, I think that's a great idea there that you you need you really need investors who are aligned with your view and essentially also are willing to take a long-term view on this as well. I think that may have contributed to some of the other companies in this space who have kind of descended into altcoining and just pumping altcoins. Yeah. I think the other thing that some of the listeners would like to hear is just comparison of the trade-offs between using OpenNode versus using a self-hosted BTC Pay server model. So obviously, I'm a fan of both approaches. I think they are complementary, but I think it would be interesting to have you guys just tell us a little bit about the contrast. Yeah, I agree. They can definitely be complementary solutions. And personally, I think the the vision behind BTC Pay Server and the the reason why Nikola started started that whole project is definitely a mission that we we stand behind. Um, and where it comes to trade offs, like the first thing we have to mention that is that first and foremost, OpenNode is a Bitcoin only company, and that's a very big difference than the the model that BTC Pay is going for. We don't accept any kind of Bitcoin forks or even altcoins. Um, we think that supporting altcoins is a confusing. It ends up in a confusing user experience, especially for those that that are new to the space. They don't really know which coin they should be using. They don't know uh, which which is the right version of Bitcoin, and we don't want to go we, we don't want our merchants to have to go through all of that and we don't want our merch our merchant customers to have to go through all of that so uh our mission is that to de-risk payment processing for our merchants by being clear from from the very beginning that we are bitcoin only that's the way we intend to be for 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 the time being and um we we do that so we can 
stay away from all the confusion that is the altcoin uh, market right now. We don't know if some of some of them are securities. You don't know what's going on. Some of some of them are scams. Some of them they claim they're not. So we want to stay away from that. We know Bitcoin is a solid project, and we want to build on top of that foundation. Um, BTC Pay Server also has a more complex setup and maintenance process than us, obviously due to the nature of it being a open source project that you have to install on your own server. So you have to first get your own server, whether that be buy your own hardware or rent a server from some cloud provider. You have to spin up BTC Pay Server. You have to maintain your BTC Pay Server installation. You have to maintain your Lightning channels. You have to fund them up front. You have to buy incoming liquidity from services like BitRefuel, for example. Um, you have to balance your channels. So there's a lot going on right there. And even after you're done with all that setup process, you then are fully responsible and reliant on your BTC Pay Server installation. So if it goes down in the middle of a very busy day, let's say you're running a Black Friday sale and it's going really, really well, and all of a sudden your BTC Pay Server is not working anymore, you're handling your customers, you're handling sales, you don't have time to go and fix the server. And if you have a team that can handle that for you, then that's great. But most likely than not, you won't have a technical team on demand ready and um, with the expertise to handle whatever issue happened with your server. And anyone that's worked in the tech space knows that software is not, you install it, you set it, and you forget it. it that's never the case in any software product, as simple as it is, let alone in a thing as complex as a BTC pay server. So it will need maintenance and you will need someone that can handle that. Um, our proposition is that we handle all of that for you. So we handle the setup, the maintenance of our nodes, everything is done for you. The setup time is minutes and you just have to sign up. You don't have to fund your channels. You don't have to spin up Bitcoin nodes, lightning nodes. Uh, we have a team that's dedicated to make sure uh, our servers are working correctly. You can connect to us with no issues or you just have to worry about your business. If you have any issues, we have 24-7 customer support. We offer also BTC Pay Server doesn't have this feature, which is uh, the conversion of BTC to fiat. Uh, as much as we believe that we have hyper Bitcoinization coming through right now, you need fiat to pay your bills, to pay your suppliers, to pay your employees, to pay to pay your to pay your rent. So we right now we have this feature that we're calling instant exchange, which is um, the conversion of the BTC to fiat at the time of the transaction to reduce volatility risk. So we can exchange fiat, BTC to fiat in multiple currencies, USD, Euro, GBP, the Mexican peso, Brazilian real, a few others, and we're actively trying to expand. And we will, at the time that you receive a transaction, especially if it's through Lightning because it settles instantly, as soon as we get it, we convert that for fiat, you can go into your dashboard, withdraw that to your bank account and pay off whoever you need to pay off. Um, aside from that, also, you get the added benefit that since we're a hosted solution, we run our own, our own Lightning node. We've been doing that for a, lot, for a while. So we acquired a lot of good channels. We, have, we are very well connected to the network. So that means your, your customers, more likely than not, they won't need to open up a channel, which obviously is a non-chain transaction, which takes a lot of time uh, and you, it, it's expensive in terms of fees. 
um, because we're a hosted solution and a lot of people, we're very well connected, a lot of people will by default just be able to route a payment through the Lightning Network without having to set up a dedicated channel um, with your with your company, which is the case that, that if you're running your own BTC pay server um, copy or software. Um, so to finalize, uh, BTC Pay Server, the trade-off uh, between BTC Pay Server and NAS is that you're being more self-sovereign. You're removing one hop out of the many, like you still have to trust your server provider, your internet connection provider. There's a lot of things that you still have to trust, but it is true that you don't have to trust your payment processor if you're your own payment processor, but obviously that comes with it's a trade-off like anything. So what are, are the trade-off, what you're winning or gaining by adopting OpenNode is that now if you use OpenNode, you can focus on your own business and you don't need to focus on uh, running your own payment stack. And most, most likely than not, that will be the right call for your business if that's your um if that's your actual focus, if it's a side project, if you have a team dedicated to running your own payment stack, then sure, BTC Pay Server makes a lot of sense in that case. But if not, then I would consider OpenNode to handle your Bitcoin payments. Fantastic. And just talk a little bit about the setup time uh, associated with BTC Pay Server versus an OpenNode. Yeah, so BTC Pay Server, I guess you can spin it up uh, using a Docker image, I believe is that uh, their current setup process. So if you're familiar with a Linux box, if you're familiar with Docker, you can get that, that set up fairly quickly. Um, obviously not as quickly as just going to openno.co and signing up with your email, but um, it's still fair. I would say it's still fairly quick. Uh, as to signing up for OpenNode, it's as easy as I said, uh, go to openno.co, sign up with a valid email address. There's no KYC necessary to use our platform if you're only going to do uh, Bitcoin-only transactions. Um, and from there, if you're running an online store, you can install one of our many uh, plugins for e-commerce platforms, and you can start accepting Bitcoin in minutes. Uh, if you have a retail business, we have this feature we're calling Quick Invoice, which allows you to um, create invoices on the fly. So let's say you're a coffee shop and you want your customer to pay with with uh, Bitcoin or Lightning, you can easily go have a tablet uh, with OpenNode open and you can just type in the amount he owes you and he can scan a QR code and pay you right away. There's actually this coffee shop in Lisbon, which is called the, the Block Cafe. And they're a Bitcoin-focused, crypto-focused coffee shop in Lisbon. They've been using uh, this feature for a long time and their customers. I think it's a great user experience for you to go into this coffee shop, have a beer, have some coffee, and pay a few dollars uh, using Lightning instantly. It's really, it, it thrills us that we're, we're capable of providing uh, this user experience to, to our merchants. And lastly, if you're a developer, we have... Um, our API documentation, I would say that's the best way, that's the best place for you to get started. You can read through our API call and most likely than not, you will be able to create a Lightning app, let's say, or, or integrate Bitcoin payments into your app uh, very easily using OpenNode. Uh, I don't think BTC Pay Server offers a, a comprehensive API when it comes to at least the Lightning part of it. I, I believe they don't have uh, as many features as we have. Uh, when it comes to API um, feature set. 
Okay, cool, cool. And now let's talk about the setup process then. So how do users set up with OpenNode? Okay, so as I said before, we require just a valid email address. We'll ask for your name, but that's just for reference, so we can address you by name in your email. You can go on openno.co, you can sign up. Um, from there, you will have, uh, we just added this feature last, last week, which is kind of like a tutorial, which will help you familiarize yourself with OpenNode and all the features we have, because we keep adding on features, but we want you to know which which feature does what and what features you need for your business. So as I said before, if you're running an e-commerce shop, we currently offer plugins for PrestaShop, WooCommerce, and a few others. You will see all of those if you go into the tools section um, of our website. Uh, if you're running uh, a retail business, as I said before, you can use Quick Invoice. Uh, if you're using an API, you can go into our settings page, create an API key is uh, a pretty standard setup when it comes to to API development. So I would say it's very easy for anyone, anyone that wants to sell using Bitcoin, that wants to accept Bitcoin in their business. Um, they can get set up in less than five minutes if they're running a store, if they're running, uh, if they want, if you're a developer and you want to create your own app, even still, you can integrate OpenNode with literally two HTTP calls. And that's it. That's actually what many... Uh, lightning apps we see right now power through open node they just need those two api calls and that's it when it comes to handling lightning transactions and we think that's 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 the way you if you want to create a lightning app you don't you sure you can be the most the, the technical expert when it comes to lightning and that's we go off we're all for that but if you just like lightning and you want you have this cool idea you want to try it out see if it works Having that done with two HTTP calls and then you can focus on creating your app. We think that's that's what we want to, that's the experience we want to provide. So uh, yeah, that's that's our setup process. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, maybe you can tell us, you mentioned there are already some Lightning um, services or games that are already using OpenNode. Do you want to mention a couple of those? Like I know, for example, obviously TallyCoin is using uh, an interface with OpenNode. Do you have any other examples that you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, the you know the crypto games. Um, it's crypto. Uh, they have uh, a lot of different great games. It's crypto with a K. Um, they offer a ton of games. It's really fun to play. We we actually were playing that just before when we were waiting for this uh, podcast. We we're playing some of that. There's also Lightning Spin that I created. That's powered through OpenNode. Pokitoshi, Joan created that. It's also powered through OpenNode. Yeah, and the new game that uh, Koala will announce uh, probably soon is also uh, the infrastructure is OpenNode. So we started, and we start to see a lot of people uh, building on top of us, which is really cool. Uh, as we said, it's basically two API calls. It's really easy to set up, and I think that's why uh, we are uh, people are uh, testing us out. Excellent. Okay, so let's talk about tech support now. So obviously, part of the reason you're running this company is you're trying to make it easy for your customers. Can you tell us a little bit about just that process and are your customers having many issues? Yeah, sure. So uh, to start, we are a, t a team of seven people and all of us uh, actively participate in, in the support tickets. It doesn't matter what time you, you, you talk with us, someone is going to reply to your issue. Because fortunately, uh, we live in different time zones. So that's a cool thing. <laughs> so basically, our goal is make sure that every issue is solved in a timely manner. 
and we want our customers to feel safe with us. Like that's our biggest priority. Surprisingly, uh, most of the issues have been questions about adding like new features to the platform, like either to the API or to the, the platform itself. Uh, for instance, we had to add a feature to allow Coin Center to sell tickets for the dinner. They just uh, released it today. Uh, we also are working on a feature called Custom Checkouts uh, that basically allows you to create uh, uh, checkout presets. Uh, so basically, we are working now with Baltic on a Badger conference. We are building this for them so they can sell tickets to the event. Uh, but besides the new feature thing, uh, I wouldn't say we are we are facing a lot of issues. Uh, we had some lightning withdrawal issues uh, in the past when the network was still uh, growing. But to be honest, lately, we haven't had any problems. Uh, so hopefully it stays this way. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. And now let's talk about, so you mentioned there one of the distinguishing features for you was really helping make sure that your support is high quality and that your customers have an easy, smooth experience. Are there any other distinguishing features of OpenNode versus other providers that you would like to point out? Yeah. Um, so again, I will have to say this again. I hope I'm not being annoying, but... We, we are a Bitcoin-only company, and you don't see many of those uh, currently, especially not in the payments processing uh, space. Um, that's a big differentiator between us and uh, everyone processing payments right now. Our users are our biggest priority, and the last thing we want is to confuse them with a multitude of scam coins. Um we're also really, really focused on design. I hope that you can tell that. Everyone can tell that by going through through our website, through our landing page, our dashboard, our custom checkout experience, and everything. Everything we do is really uh, we put a lot of thought. We try to make it as easy as possible, as pleasant as possible to to use. And our design centric culture is something that. That's, it's been this way since day one, this way since day one, and uh, we're trying to keep it that way. Um, on a technical level, our API is, is it was specifically tailored and was modeled after the APIs we actually like to use. And um, uh, as I said before, integrating with with our API should shouldn't shouldn't really be harder than making two uh, HTTP calls. And we try to make it possible that everything you can do through our dashboard, you can do programmatically. So we want to, you will want you to explore every possibility you can possibly think of. And that is not the case with many of uh, other payment processors. They put a lot of restrictions because they don't want you to automate. They don't want you to do things a certain way. So for example, lightning withdrawals, this is something that most other um payment processors that support the Lightning Network, they don't allow you to, for some reason, uh, to programmatically withdraw to uh, a specific Lightning invoice. And what that causes is that you can really build apps that have the flow of receiving payments and also paying out um, to your customers. So we don't we want you to explore all the possibilities. So we've built our API to reflect that. Um, so let's just let's touch on that a little bit. I think that's a really interesting point there. So it means your customers of OpenNode, let's say they want to run their own game or their own app. What you're saying there is essentially they can set up their own API such that you know they will take a lightning withdrawal from OpenNode through their app and that could go into the customer's own account, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's one of the things that we're currently at this moment doing. 
uh, with apps like Crypto, Lightning Spin, the upcoming app by Lightning Koala, we'll also be able to do that, which is which is the actual fun part because paying for things is the is one thing that is really cool with Lightning. The whole thing about micro payments, you can pay fractions of a cent, and then you can also do that instantly, which is amazing. But obviously, we want that flow, which which is even harder with the current banking system, which is you pay for a service and then for for some reason you make money or you you win something and you want to get that money back. You can't do that with credit cards. You can't with you can you could do it maybe with a bank a bank wire, but obviously that's way too cumbersome. No one's doing that. Um, so that's a huge a huge case that is huge for us, and uh, we're we're very happy that a lot of our users adopted that uh, way of doing things, where you can receive a payment and then withdraw to your customer's wallet. And this also allows us, even though we're a custodial solution, this allows us to power um, platforms that are as least custodial as possible because you can get your money in and get your money out when you want it for free. We don't charge any fees, even though we get charged maybe a few sats if we go through a lot of ops in the way, which hopefully isn't the case, but we do it for free uh, and your customers can withdraw to any lightning wallet. So yeah, that's definitely uh, uh, a use case we're powering right now. Um, uh, the last point I wanted to touch on uh, when coming back to our differentiators uh, versus other payment providers is that we also have, as I said before, the Bitcoin to fiat exchange, and we're actually talking with multiple banking partners and trying to establish as many relationship as, relationships as possible to make sure we somehow decentralize our uh, way of doing banking in case we get uh, shut down by one company, we can keep uh, going by being powered through another company. And also, obviously, this, this will help us lower our rates when it comes to Bitcoin to fiat uh, exchange where we we are trying to actively lower our rates and not only that, obviously expand to more currencies, more countries, and hopefully someday be, be powering the entire world when it comes to fiat. If we get there, if Bitcoin, uh, if hyper Bitcoinization doesn't happen first, we'll see. It's exciting times. Uh, the other question I had, I'm not sure if you touched on this earlier, is how how old is the company? When did you guys start? And uh, you know, about roughly how old are you now? Oh, so yeah, we start uh, May last year. So I would say we yeah, have uh, almost almost one, almost one, one year. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <So>. Okay. <laughs> We're very young. It's, it's a very quickly developing space. Uh, okay, and so let's talk now a little bit with the plans over the next year or so with OpenNode. Yeah, so we, we, we've seen uh, we are growing exponentially. So like from December to January, I can tell we grew like 200, around 230% on transaction volume, which is crazy. So yeah, to keep up with our growth, uh, one of the plans we have, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll focus on hiring people and keep developing our platform to uh, allow us to enter into multiple industries. Um, we, are so we are especially uh, interested in the gaming and streaming industry, uh, which we believe the microtransactions um, could strive comparing to the current traditional models. Um, another thing that we are looking at is that currently uh, there are no microtransaction payment interactions that can't be done because the walls are just not there yet. So we don't have the experience or we, we are we are improving with the Lightning Jewel, for instance, 
but I don't think we are yet in the experience where I'm watching a video and somehow I'm being charged in the back end. Uh, we don't have that wallet yet or that protocol yet. So depending on how that space evolves, uh, we will probably might just have to build ours to achieve the, the experience we want to provide. So that's on, on our on our roadmap. Um, and as we touched uh, uh, before, uh, we obviously want to expand our fiat BTC exchange coverage. So we are actually currently in conversations uh, with a few liquidity providers uh, to find out how we can work together and uh, basically expand this coverage as to as much countries as, as possible. So yeah, like this space is is evolves very fast. Uh, it's it's hard to keep to keep the pace. As you say, we we are not even one year old, and <laughs> this is it, it's a crazy space. Um, we 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 like what we are doing. We think we are providing uh, value to the to the space, and uh, we will if we feel that there is something uh, that we need to add to change, uh, we will do so. Excellent and. I think you touched on this idea of gaming and streaming being a good area that you can expand into. Maybe if you could just tell the listeners a little bit, maybe those who aren't as familiar with gaming and streaming, what are the typical ways that people who are streamers would use or could use Bitcoin or Lightning in ways that maybe they're not doing so right now? So there is a big problem on streaming. Is it's, it's, there is a big problem on streaming, especially on donations, let's say. So right now, you if you go on Twitch, you see this famous uh, streamer getting 20K dollars. And after a while, you can see that that, that transaction was a, char- a chargeback fraud. So you receive 20K, but you don't really receive the 20K dollars because whoever was paying was using a, a fake credit card or a stolen credit card. So the normal donation thing on streaming is something that we are also interested in. But I feel like, the interactions with with the people, the fact that let's say pay per view. So today, when you, when when you have a UFC fight or something, you pay a flat price uh, to watch the show. What if I don't watch? Don't want? What if I just want to watch the main show? I don't want to watch the other fights. Why do I need to pay for the whole show when I use less infrastructure than the other people are using when they watch the full show? So it's not fair. So what we are trying. What we what it's our vision here is to try to scale, let's say the pricing as you use the infrastructure. So why would not pay per minute or pay per specific byte of data? Like I think these use cases will will be really interesting in the future um, because basically you are paying as you use. So let's say it's it's somehow what the Amazon use right now for their uh, technological infrastructure. So you pay as you go, and in the end they bill you. What if Amazon could could bill you as you use. So that's because right now they have, let's say, negative cash flow because you're only paying in the end of the month. So what if they can pay, they can get paid exactly when you are using their resources? So it's 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 more around that, exploring that the, the feature that we can do instant settlements uh, in a, in a, in a, and we can transfer really small amounts of, of uh, dollars, in this case, sats. Yeah, and also uh, a few days ago or a few weeks ago, actually, someone dropped this game uh, that was fully powered by Lightning and they were streaming it on Twitch. And the concept was that you could pay some Satoshi to um, create a monster that that they would have to fight. And everyone was watching some guy play this game. 
And while they were watching, they could be spawning monsters or spawning some help for 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 whoever was playing. And the concepts like that, you just can't do that uh, with the current uh, fiat system. And that's something we're re- really excited to explore. Game the gaming industry is an industry that's been using micropayments forever now. And it's a huge, like they will release games for free just to have them fully funded by microtransactions. That's how big uh, microtransactions are right now. But obviously since, since the costs of doing an actual microtransactions are so big, they have to charge you up front. So you have to top up your account with say 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and then you can use that balance to pay for the actual stuff you're using. And, with lightning, you don't need that. You, if you want a ten cents item in game, you can buy it with ten actual cents. You don't need to tr- to top up your account with ten bucks. And use cases like that are just. I think that those are just the things that we can instantly translate from the current fiat model to a Bitcoin model. Uh, I think honestly, there will be other use cases that we can even we can even. Uh, reason about them right now because they just don't exist yet and we need someone some genius mind to come up with them and we'll see we'll see what those models are but uh being able to to pay less than a cent and to withdraw less than 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 a cent will be a will be a game changer for sure and there's obviously a lot of models like the nick zabo says that there are barriers to mental mental barriers to microtransactions uh i think those things will be overcome uh by just the user experience uh things like like uh, joan said the lightning jewel wallet allows you to be paying without even um you just authorize uh, a website to charge you up until some certain amount that you feel safe with and you can just play and you're paying you and the the whole thing is so smooth that it's just a one enjoyable experience and we're, we're really excited to be powering that next wave of applications yeah and i think that's yeah that's all fantastic as well that's kind of the next frontier and i think the other angle which some bitcoiners are talking about now is this angle of children children who want to take payments can set up a lightning wallet once once the tech gets there once the software gets there they can easily set up a lightning wallet and they can now take part and start earning some coin even yeah obviously uh right now it's a a child can have a credit card so even if their parents want to give them an allowance of say ten dollars for their favorite game it's obviously a very cumbersome experience they they have to go into their Fortnite game and type in their credit card details and then they won't know if how can they know be sure that uh, the their their son or daughter just uses the 10 bucks they can use hundreds or, or even thousands and that's actually a very big problem for for the gaming company so definitely being able to to use a permissionless system that doesn't care about how old you are because why should it um if you use a system like that you can send uh ten dollars to to your child uh, and have them use them whatever however they want and no one can no one will care because this is bitcoin at the end of the day a lightning network is bitcoin and it, ha- it shares all the same properties, that being one of them. And yeah, that is actually a, a very big use case that we're, we're excited to see how it, how it uh, will evolve. And I think that actually ties really well with the gaming use case because, well, obviously adults game too. We game too at, at our office. We're, we're gaming all the time. <laughs> but 
uh, well, not all the time, <laughs> but we game, yeah, we game a lot. So, so obviously not only children pay, play, but they're obviously a big market for, for these companies. And I think having a safe way for, for them to pay for things in their favorite games uh, and that makes them feel safe and obviously make their uh, parents' credit card also safe, that, that will be huge for sure. Fantastic. And the other question I was keen to ask you guys is, around any difficulties that you've faced in creating your product and creating your service, whether they are maybe technological difficulties or perhaps fiat difficulties in terms of setting up a banking account, international transfers, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. So touching on specifically on on that last point, uh, yeah, we had uh, difficulties on setting up bank accounts uh, either for the company paychecks and also for the operation of the product itself. Uh, we had the, our first bank account shut down. Uh, we had to find uh, another bank. Um, fortunately, now uh, we also tried to use trans- TransferWise uh, because me and Rui uh, are not from the US, so we, we want to receive euros. So obviously, we will, we were trying to get the less uh, the fee the less uh, fee solution possible. TransferWise also denied us. Um, regarding more the operation of the platform, we recently actually contacted Silver Bank. I'm not sure if you are uh, familiar with Silvergate Bank. I'm not sure you are familiar with it, but they, oh, do, no. yeah, they do a lot of crypto stuff. And the first thing they asked was like, okay, you, you require at least 1 million uh, on your account balance and 10 million if you are dealing with digital currencies uh, exchanges. And we were like, we are a startup. We are starting. Uh, how can this? How can the barrier to get in? It's it's really high, and this the, it's it makes us sad because we are trying to 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 provide us a, a valuable service here, and we can't because all these companies are either banning what we are doing or they their 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 limits to entry on their product are too huge for what we can do right now. So yeah, that that's been our experience so far. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, we had we had we had difficulties. Uh, fortunately, we overcome most of them. Um, the platform is working. Obviously, we want to improve, uh, but we'll see what the fu- the future will bring. Yeah, just to touch on the the technical difficulties, we yeah, obviously since we're pioneers in the space, we actually faced a lot of difficulties. Not only tech in the technical sense, but also in the user experience. Uh, in a user experience sense, so. Uh, for instance, we just yesterday we spent like two hours just discussing how should we name a feature because no one has done it before. Um, so it's very hard for us to be naming these things. Um, we want to set a good precedent and make sure our product is usable. And when it comes to the technical, actual technical difficulties in the beginning, because we started this in May and the Lightning Network was about two, three months old. So obviously back then it was hard, harder to route payments harder to uh, people didn't understand for example like why can I get why can't I get this payment to my account they didn't under- understand the channel balance that the channels are bi-directional so you need uh, inbound liquidity to be able to receive payments so a lot of that we just overcome through education we overcome through having our uh, our customer support being educating people constantly on this issue uh, we face some some issues with with L with D because it, we faced some race conditions and uh it was at some point 
we had uh, someone on Lightning Spin being able to withdraw more money than they had, so uh, we had to fix that. Fortunately, they were they were good actors, so they contacted me right away. But these are some of the things that come with being early adopters in any kind of technology. You, you will run into issues, and that was obviously the case with us too. Fortunately, none of them were were too serious now. But yeah, there there were some. The fiat difficulties obviously were much. 10 times, 100 times more more dramatic than, than all the technical issues we had to date. It's been, it's been a struggle to, to, to survive. But fortunately, right now, we found a, a good solution that, that has been working fine for us for, for the moment. Excellent. And I had another question just around, um, so you mentioned some of the technical difficulties and obviously in the, in the early days of Lightning Network, it was harder to route because of obviously the need for good channel management. Did you notice much in terms of payment failures, as in customers trying to make a payment, but then it failed because they couldn't find a route? And has that improved over time? Yeah. Uh, so as we said before, we offer the lining withdrawals. So yeah, in the beginning, uh, I touched this point on the customer support. In the beginning, a lot of people were having, uh, some people were having like lining withdrawal issues, like why is now my payment going through? Why why did I get this error feedback? But f- it was it was the the network liquidity was too small to operate like in a smooth way. Fortunately, today I, I don't I don't remember a ticket. I don't remember the last ticket talking about lightning withdrawals. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, I think today we are way better on on that specifically because the network has grown a lot. Uh, we are like around six hundred BTC right now. It's it's just been it's just crazy. And second, our our node is well connected, way better connected right now. So we have a lot of inbound and outbound liquidity. So that helps also to provide this smooth, um, error, no errors experience. All right. Well, look, I think they're basically the key points I wanted to ask about. I think um, it's a really in- impressive thing that you guys are doing with a Bitcoin only lightning kind of smooth, easy setup. Do you want to just tell the listeners where they can, you know, any final comments and where they can go to obviously find you, opennode.co, anything else you would like to point out to them? Yeah, I would actually uh, love to ask you a question. Oh, sure. <laughs> Change the ball. So we would love to ask you what's your experience, what has been your experience with OpenNode? I know you are using Telekine. What was your first impression? Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's a yeah fair, fair point. Yeah, definitely. So I set up with OpenNode. Just when I saw that um, DJ Booth 007, the creator of Tallycoin, had set up an interface there. And personally, I found it very easy. So for me, it was, you know, just like signing up for any web service. You go to opennode.co, you sign up. And basically, all I had to do was copy paste the API key over to the Tallycoin uh, box. And then straight away, um, you know, payments started coming through, Lightning Network payments started working so i thought it was a really smooth easy experience so yeah definitely a good uh, good uh, good thinking for you to raise that question as well so I, I found it very easy to use and every now and again i just jump on the dashboard and you can sort of see how many you know satoshi payments have come through and so on and you can withdraw them i've had you know no issues so far very easy very good experience thank you for the feedback <laughs> yeah, we're always looking for for feedback out on how we can improve um, just to touch on how we can, uh, where you can find us. Obviously, the, our our website is at openno.co. 
And we're also very active on Twitter, and that's where we denied Roger Veer's offer. So if you want to know about our <laughs> next denial live, you, you should follow us on Twitter. We are at, at OpenNoseCO. Uh, and yeah, that said, we're all very, very easy to find. If you have any questions, if you want to uh, develop the next Lightning app uh, and you don't want to worry about your payment stack, definitely hit us up. We have, we're more than happy to to guide us, guide you through our documentation if you have any questions. And that goes for developers, but obviously also for merchants. We're we're very happy to to be in this space, and we're looking forward to to help everyone start accepting Bitcoin. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Rui and Joao. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. It was amazing. So what did you think of OpenNode? I personally think it's really cool how there are so many different options evolving in this space. And as I mentioned, from my use of OpenNode so far, it has been very smooth and easy to use in terms of powering Bitcoin Lightning donations via TallyCoin. They've recently started an affiliate program too, so I'll leave my ref link in the podcast show notes. Go and use it to go and get started with OpenNode. Show notes are on my website, stefanlevera.com, and just a reminder to share the episode if you got value out of it. Thanks, guys, and chat next time.